you know, anyone who's a coach, social media is so important and having that visibility is so important and driving them back to your site and then retargeting them is so, so important. I think really um, staying true to your message and having the, the discipline to keep going is, is the hardest part because the thing is like, with a lot of coaches and what I find, um, especially smaller or people that are struggling with, you know, their digital presence is that they are not willing to put in the work. They just, you know, they're like, Oh, I have a website. It's not, working. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to sell a service. It's a, it's a lot of work, no matter what you do, you know, even if you have a product, it's a lot of work. Um, and, And it's okay, you know, that's why you want to do something that you're passionate about. Welcome to the Driven Woman podcast, where career and business women operating in traditionally male-dominated spaces come for advanced conversations to accelerate their journey towards success. You'll be inspired to abandon all paradigms around money, influence, lifestyle, and achievement so that you can create your own rules. I'm your host, Sophia Bryan, international lawyer and leadership coach for women. Are you ready to unleash the leader within? Let's get into today's episode. Hey there, Driven Woman. I have another amazing guest for you today. She is an entrepreneur, a digital marketing expert, and CEO and founder of Simplified Impact, a growth marketing agency for B2B businesses. She was a co-founder of the internet fashion startup Smart is Cool, where she was responsible for social media and information technology. While working at Smart is Cool, she was featured in Glamour magazine and had multiple appearances on Fox Strategy Room. Following her position at Smart is Cool, she pursued a career that focused on digital marketing. She worked for agencies in New York and Boston, where she led digital marketing campaigns for clients such as HSN, Wendy Williams, football legend Carl Banks, and others. Before launching her own business, she was the vice president of content marketing at the New York-based agency Did It, a marketing agency for enterprise e-commerce clients. As a thought leader in her field, she's been invited to speak at conferences such as New York Small Business Expo, Philanthropy Day, Core, and Vistage. Make welcome my guest, Anna Rains. Hi, Anna. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Um, yes, so I had a chance to, you know, to, you know, look around your internet presence. And I'd say you've had a very interesting journey so far. So I'm excited to hear um, what you'll share with us. So I love to ask my guests, uh, to start off by sharing what their childhood was like and how that has influenced the career trajectory that they're now on. Yeah. Um, so interesting enough, I was born in Colombia. Mm. Um, and when I came to the U.S., I went to a school and I uh, immigrated into a town where 
there weren't a lot of Hispanics. Um, so, um, that I think was a big influence in Mm -hmm. just like figuring things out, resiliency, uh, falling on my feet, you know, like Mm -hmm. just all of that traumatic experience of going to school and not being able to speak a language and really being, um, different for many years, but I never felt like I, I just really, um, was able to figure it out and, you know, succeed. And it was great. And I still have friends from, you know, back in those days, but yeah, that, Mm -hmm. I would say that's my, that's, that was my childhood. (laughs) Okay. Um, so did your Latin experience or your background, has that played a part in, uh, what you're doing today? Um, I guess maybe like career wise, not, but Mm -hmm. I think that my experience, um, makes me really tenacious and, Mm -hmm. you know, go getter and like, you know, watching my family work really hard to give us Mm -hmm. a really awesome life, things like that. You know, the traditional Mm -hmm. immigrant story, Mm -hmm. I would say that that definitely applies for sure. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. So my my next question is to tell me about what your mission is because making that shift from a start up in fashion to now digital marketing uh but i'm sure at the heart of that that's a passion there's a passion or a vision that you have for your life tell us about that yeah you know i i really think that my mission is to just help and give back and help people grow so when mm-hmm. i was at smartest cool it was really helping girls um find you know their true voice and and leadership and being able to uh, fulfill a direction and now mm-hmm. with the agency it's the same thing it's with small business owners, as well as um, my team is helping them to grow Mm -hmm. and to become better people. One of the things that I always tell them is, you know, I want you to look back five years. This is for my team that works for me now, Mm -hmm. um, from now and say, instead of being like, what am I doing with my life? You know, like having those moments, I want them to look back and say, oh my gosh, look at everything I've done with my life. Like I want that to be the story. Mm-hmm. So that to me is really important. And I think that's always been what um, what drives me in anything I do. It's like, I want people that I come across to be like, I'm so much better for having had whatever limited experience or extended experience yes. with Anna. Yes, I love that. I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. So what made you decide to launch your business um, I had been working in digital marketing and I was commuting mm-hmm. um, pretty far, like a six hour commute. I mean, I would stay there, but it was, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would, I did it for six years and eventually I just decided that I just couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And I went out on my own. Mm, wow. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> um, so one of the things I lo- I like to ask my guests because, um, as women leaders, there is this idea that we are, of course, we're strong and smart and all of these things, but there is this perception sometimes that, they, you know, we do it all on our own, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, I want to find out, like, well, how has it been for you managing your business and managing your family life? Uh, how have you been able to juggle, you know, business life? Or, you know, if, if there's a work-life balance thing that you're currently pursuing and how is that working out for you? 
Um, you know, <laughs> I heard um, one of my mentors from the fashion industry and the startup, um, Geraldine Laybourne, she said one day, one time when I, um, my life is perfectly imbalanced. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that, you know, sometimes like work is really driving the bus and then sometimes life and, you know, my family is really driving the bus. It, it just really yes. depends. Um, I try to have a balance, but um, it, it just, I, you know, I think that, that it's, it's such a, it's such pressure, you mm-hmm. know, that women put on themselves. And um, I don't know. I, I think about when my husband travels, like, yeah. you know, what his to-do list is at home. And then mm-hmm. when I travel, like everything I have to make sure is done. And um, not that I'm traveling anymore, but when I did, yeah. um, I, you know, I hope that, that we can, we can work on that. <laughs> but yeah, I, things just take priority that need to right? whatever, um, I do make time, like on the weekends, I do shut down a lot. Yeah. I spend time with my daughter. Um, I really want to make sure that I'm in her life and she's my favorite person in the whole mm-hmm. world. So, yeah, I would say that's Okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of that transition from, you know, the high life in New York, I know um, I'm guessing to a more quiet. Would you say that you miss the the high energy of New York or you're you're just you're happy to be where you are now, a little bit more settled and, and that sort of thing? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's you know, it's something like in your 20s. If you're mm-hmm. going to do it, do it. And so much fun. But now, you know, I just turned 40 this year. And, like, wow. I'm so okay with, like, PJs and tea. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still go out and I have fun. And there's still, like, that wild child inside me, right? That mm-hmm. that that Anna is still lives. But, you know, not the, not the New York way. I don't think I could do Oh, my gosh. I'd be so tired. <laughs> <laughs> So Believe bad. me, I am. Um, I'm thirty is staring me in the face. I'll be thirty next July, and I'm already tired. So um, <laughs> <laughs> the clubbing and the late nights and all of that. Um, I've been over that for some time now. So for yeah. more for me now, it's more maintaining quality relationships and having connections with people instead of you know the high life and jet setting every every month or whatever oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh now that we've gotten a chance to know a little bit more about you uh I'm very interested in your work because when I looked at your website you spoke a lot about uh, data-driven marketing. So mm-hmm. I want to know what is the distinction between regular marketing and digital-driven marketing? Oh, that's interesting. So actually, we just um, brought on a new client and she was asking me, you know, do you do like certain areas of marketing? Um, so basically, what we do that's, different and some other people do this but not all mm-hmm. is we do a lot of lead generation for clients right so okay. we drive leads to for their business mm-hmm. and a lot of agencies and a lot of marketing partners what they'll do is they'll say well I drove 
this many leads, right? I set up this ad, I set up yeah. this page, I set this up. You needed, how many leads do you need to close a client? Well, I need 20 leads. Okay, so I sent you 30. I did my job mm-hmm. and I'm doing a really great job. But what happens is that sometimes those 30 leads didn't, um, didn't all close or they closed and mm-hmm. maybe, you know, something happened. Yeah. And then what ha- the the client may go back and say, yeah, but... I didn't, I didn't close all those leads. I was like, oh, well, we, maybe we just need to drive more leads. What yeah. we do is we actually get into the CRM and we look at the data and we look at like, okay, here's where we started. Here's who we drove. Here's what they did. Here's what your salespeople did. Here is how they were spoken to. Here is all of the data, any single thing we can potentially get our hands on and we analyze it, we dissect it and we go back and we say, okay, how do we create more of this that's working? How do we limit the gaps of this that's not working? Mm -hmm. And where are the signs of who needs more training? What tool isn't working? What funnel? What process? What message? I mean, there's just so many different points to, to analyze. Um, And our conversation never ends with, you know, this is what we drove. It really ends with dollars. And that honestly, that's what data-driven marketing is to me is, am I putting dollars in your pocket? Because if I'm not, then I'm not doing my job and I need to look at all the data points so that I am. Mm, mm, that's really interesting. Um, I love that you're so results driven as opposed to, I mean, a lot of people are doing marketing, uh, sole proprietors, as well as persons with small teams. And the idea that I see them bringing across or the value that they're proposing is, okay, I'll teach you how to do marketing. Um, you know, I'll tell you what colors to use. I'll tell you how to show up and that sort of thing. But you're going on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So do you also do um, in terms of like setting up the funnels, the graphic yep. work? Oh, oh, that's yeah, interesting. Yep. Right. So you get to do you do everything um, with mm-hmm. the company. Awesome. Um, are there any specific aid, uh, niches that you typically focus on? Um, we do a lot of lead generation, um, and we, and we have B2C clients that are also, you know, like product clients, but, um, mostly lead generation clients that, you know, have need some kind of like lead gen. Those are our special. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And do you have any tips for companies that are more service oriented? Because for me, I think that, um, persons that are selling a product, they, they have an easier time getting the sale because you can actually see it you can touch it you know Mm -hmm. all your senses are engaged but you know you go to someone and say okay I'm giving you product um personal development coaching or um leadership coaching uh do you have any suggestions for persons who are in that sort of industry yeah you know anyone who's a coach social media is so important and having that visibility is so important and driving them back to your site and then retargeting them mm-hmm. is so, so important. I think really um, staying true to your message and having the the discipline to keep going mm-hmm. is, is the hardest part because the thing is like 
with a lot of coaches and what I find, um, especially smaller or people that are struggling with, you know, their digital presence is that they are not willing to put in the work. They mm. just, you know, they're like, oh, I have a website. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to sell a service. It's a, it's a lot of work no matter what you do. You know, even yeah. if you have a product, it's a lot of work. Um, and, and it's okay. So, you know, that's why you want to do something that you're passionate about. Um, but, you know, we help you create those funnels and we help with driving the message. And But then at the end of the day, like that coach needs to be out there and, mm-hmm. and uh, really shouting from the rooftops, like who and what and why, yeah. so that they just start to like build their audience. I think that's the most important. And then you double down on creating more of the, that audience. And mm. um, it's really just put on, honestly, I would say 90% of success for any business is really process and putting in the time. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because I can, I reflect on some of the things I was doing when I just started out five years ago, um, there was a huge gap between what I knew worked versus what I knew didn't work. And so mm-hmm. I had to put in a lot of time and, and effort to figure all of those things out. But then, you know, thankfully there are people like you out there now that <laughs> helps people <laughs> to close that learning curve a lot sooner. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, along your entrepreneurial path, what has been a major challenge that you faced and how did you overcome it? Uh, You know, I think I had a real resistance to um, employees. I think Mm. not wanting to be like a a true manager, thinking that Mm. managing means micromanaging or thinking, you know, having employees means that you have all this responsibility. Um, When you look at it differently and you see this as such a central part to growing your team and how important it is to have a strong team. And not only is it to be able to manage them properly, but to understand how each one of those people is going to, and this is from, you know, my business coach Mm -hmm. going to 4X your business, right? So Mm -hmm. um, every person that comes in having a real plan, just like you would for for a client, like, okay, what's the trajectory and what's the plan for that person? What is three, six, six months and uh, the next year look like? And how are they going to, you know, return on your investment? You're investing X amount. Are mm-hmm. they getting you for X that amount? Um, and then as you're managing them, how detailed is that process? And what's the reporting structure? You know, like, um, treating like, like, you know, just as carefully and, and, um, as much as you would want to take care of your clients, taking care of your employees and seeing them a little bit different. I think that was one of the challenges. I really was resistant to that. And Mm -hmm. when I embraced it, it has made a huge difference. Mm -hmm. What are some of the, the management strategies that you've learned along the way, which ones have worked the best in terms of, delegating and getting results from those team members follow up like mm. with anything it's it's so much 
you have, like, you just have to put in the time and you have mm-hmm. to follow up and you can't assume that people know what you're thinking, even if it's like the clearest direction in the entire world that you outlined 5 million different arrows to. <laughs> <laughs> you can't look at it. I think being a parent has really helped me a lot. Okay. I think being a parent has like changed everything for me yeah. for as an entrepreneur, because when I became a parent, I made a decision that I was really going to be, you know, very patient going back to like, you know, growing up, my dad was not very patient. So I was like, I wanted to be a patient parent. So I really dug deep into going to um, parenting conferences, podcasts, parenting books. I mean, I dove a hundred percent into like, how am I going to be the best parent ever? I love learning. So it was fun. And I feel like I just, I went to I traveled to seminars. I read, oh my gosh, like probably 20, 30 books. Mm. I followed podcasts. I I went and I met with people. I was like, okay, I hired um, a, a parenting therapist. Like, I know it sounds insane. And it's not no, like it does therapist. not. <laughs> it's not like I had a, a horrible, like, um, whatever. I, I don't know. I just, I had this moment, like two weeks before I gave birth that I was like, holy cow. What makes me think I could be a parent? I have zero experience. And I like had a panic attack and I'm like, oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? Meanwhile, I'm married. It's not like Mm -hmm. it was like- Right, you have a partner to do it with, right? It wasn't like I was like, oh my gosh, what did I do? Like, you know, it was like a purposeful like thing, but still I had this moment two weeks before and I was like, what am I doing? Mm. And parenting and diving so deep into parenting taught me more about business than anything I've learned mm. in business. And it's like patience, yeah. you know, being, um, having perspective, uh, really being honest with yourself. Right. Right. So like I'll have situations with some employees where uh, I really want to be like, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, I wouldn't say that to my kid. So I just think about it. I'm like, okay, where did I not? Like, what Mm. did I, how do I fix this? Like, what's the best strategy? How do I walk away from this? And how do we talk about it? And where am I not repeating myself, right? Yeah. Um, Because parenting is like repeat, 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 repeat. And, and, you know, and still the kid is like, what? So (laughs) (laughs) I think a lot of that, it's just, and having patience, right? Like to to watch a little kid, like start to walk or do Mm. different things or um, reading or math. Oh my gosh, math. Like doing math with a kid has to be the most, like I, I give, I want to give my dad a hug and be like, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, cause you're like yes. one plus one. What don't you understand <laughs> about it? One finger, two finger, ah, you know, <laughs> they're like, I don't get it. So I think it's the same thing. It's just really the same thing. You're looking at your employees and you're like, you can't expect them to, it's just so much patience, repetitiveness and having a process for it. Like, like you would for your kids. Like you're like, okay, I have this calendar. I know when they have to do this, my husband's doing this, I'm doing that. Like really like as organized as possible. Uh, that's my long-winded answer. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, I really appreciate it. Um, I, in terms of the motherhood piece though, did you always knew you were going to be a mother? 
No, no, I didn't. You know, I didn't really, I didn't really think about it. I wasn't like the type that was growing up and was like, oh my gosh, can't wait to get married. I honestly thought I would, maybe I wouldn't get married or have kids. I, I don't know. I didn't like, it wasn't, it wasn't on my plan, but it wasn't against my plan either. And I didn't really have, I, you know, I don't know why. I knew I wanted to be in fashion. I knew I wanted to travel the world. I knew I wanted to like be a business owner, you know, all these things since I was little, I would practice, you know, like being a business owner and having a suitcase and all these things. Like that's what I would play. Like I never played like mom, like that was in my, my, uh, childhood play. Um, mm. but being a mom is, oh, it's just the best. It's my favorite. Yeah. That's, what I that's love amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, was it difficult for you to date while you were building your business? Hi there, Driven Woman. I'm interjecting here to let you know that I have launched the Driven Woman Leadership Circle private Facebook community. This is a community for elite women leaders who want to experience more money, more influence, a curated lifestyle that brings them more joy and more achievement. This community is filled with like-minded women who also have a desire to design and execute their own version of humanity and lead fully. The link to join the group will be in the show notes and you can also hop on over to Instagram where you'll see the link in my bio. And of course, I invite you to send me a direct message for the link if you so desire. All right, let's get back to the show. So actually I've been with my husband for the last 15 years. So when I was building my first business, um, I, I was with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just started dating. That was difficult because I traveled a lot to, um, China and I was, you know, traveling a lot all over the world. I was in my twenties. I was a little bit more like, whatever, I'm going out, <laughs> I'm having fun. I need to network, blah, blah, yeah. not not the best girlfriend um but he he's so he's so phenomenal so um so yeah I think that made it a lot easier and I guess I've always been really driven so I wasn't mm -hmm. um before him I would have to say that I, I I didn't I mean I dated I definitely dated but I wasn't like oh you're more I always put my work before yeah um, and he taught me, he's really good for me. He's really grounded yeah. me. And he's, he's a very lifestyle person. Mm -hmm. um, and I've had the most, you know, wonderful life with him. And we do so yeah. many fun things. So um, I think really, and obviously easier said than done. Everybody's yeah. this, but like really finding like that, that person that supports you and mm -hmm. they are out there as you're on your, you know, entrepreneurial journey, um, is really important. It makes a huge difference. Yeah, I definitely agree. Thanks for sharing that piece. I've, it's, um, I've definitely had my, uh, instances where the pursuit of a dream, the pursuit of entrepreneurship, it has affected, um, a relationship before adversely, um, because think of it being, the girlfriend that's always available, always there, then to know, make a 180 and be like, okay, I want to be a business owner. I have to be up, you know, at all hours of the night. I don't have much, as much time to go out and, you know, that sort of thing. And so that affected the relationship. So I'm happy that you were able to 
um, make that work with your partner. And um, your story is a testament that, it, you know, there is hope out there for yeah. the boss. <laughs> there is hope out there and that we shouldn't give up um, on finding I, yeah. someone. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I have even like in traditional, like I have um, friends who she is, you know, I know a few people. I have a friend who's a lawyer Mm -hmm. um, and her husband right now, they have a baby. So he stays home. Mm -hmm. I have a friend who's a doctor and her husband stays home. When I had my daughter, yeah, was working. um, But I traveled a lot. So he had her a lot for her first Mm -hmm. six months he was the one, he was home with her. I mean, we had sitters and stuff, but, but he was there. I mean, he was there during the night. He was there in the morning to drop her off at daycare. You know, he was there after the sitter left and had to go home and, you know, he had to deal with any wake-ups or whatever. Yeah. So, (laughs) so I, you know, I don't, yeah, I think it's more common. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so that traditional mother stays home and, you know, she's the one that takes care of the children. That dynamic is sort of shifting. Yeah. That's, that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. In my, um, in my business group and, um, the CEO group that I belong, I think mm-hmm. there's like three women that have retired their husbands where they, they, Whoa. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And I know it's very interesting. You see, that could be a topic for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Women who women who um, you know, the breadwinners and their husbands, they're basically like the ones that stay home and manage the whole yeah. stuff. Wow, that's in- like I'm not really seeing well, <laughs> interestingly, my father was kind of in us in a situation like that for a little bit. Yeah. And so I do know that Jamaican men would be up for that, but um, I think they'd still want to make it clear that they're the ones wearing the pants. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that's when the dynamic might get a little bit weird, but yeah, that is something I need to explore for real, yeah. for real. Yeah. yeah. So how, how have you been able to stay focused um, in the midst of COVID and, you know, remote working? I'm sure that was probably a thing for your team before, but no, you know, you have no option but to work remotely with your team. Yeah, I mean, we we flowed right into it. We I, I already worked remotely with my clients. I already worked remotely with my team. So we're, yeah, we're just, we're fine. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah how do you see um covid affecting business going forward or have you already seen made some observations where your clients are concerned and the shift in how you've had to do your marketing with them um I don't I wouldn't say concerned I think they see opportunities mm, so, that's amazing um, yeah I don't I I haven't found that anyone's like really concerned or frightened mm-hmm. I mean things are going to change obviously yeah. they're going to look different um and yeah I I, I it's, you know it, it's just things were going to change either way right yeah. Yeah. with how connected we are with cyber being so big with social shifting everyone with just all of it um mm-hmm. so I think I think that is the biggest shift. I think for universities and learning, yeah. that's going to be a huge shift. Like if I was in that space, 
um, starting out as like a teacher, I would definitely look to make sure that I have the best and latest technology um, assets or, you know, that I know how to use all Mm -hmm. these different technologies because I think that's going to be the biggest shift is for education. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are focusing on the the negatives you know we can't go anywhere we have to stay inside and we have to conserve and we have to hold on to what we have sort of mentality and um I see a lot of that but then I also see quite a few instances where there are leaders who are seeing what you're seeing where COVID has actually brought on new opportunities for them and their businesses or just the attitude that they've had throughout the whole experience has made that difference with how they've been able to withstand all the crazy things that have been happening uh, because of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally, I completely agree. It's um, yeah. It's just how you look at it. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had some clients that have like tremendous growth during this time. So look at, Oh, (laughs) <laughs> that's just be, that's what I've chosen to focus on quite frankly it's really just your attitude you know not to 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 dim down the impact of the experiences of a lot of people but I I do still think that your attitude and what you decide to focus on will ultimately you know affect how well you fare on the other side of this yeah you know? yeah Um, So as a CEO with a team, can you tell us about your typical day and what are some of the things that you've been doing to stay productive? Uh, We, I mean, as a CEO and as a team, we read a lot. So we do a lot of Mm. like group readings and we, um, we do courses and classes. Mm. So that's really important. Um, We meet all the time if you saw my walls there's like all this paper on it so with like you know new direction talking Mm -hmm. about growth um I involve the team a lot in our growth working on a growth mindset but doing Mm -hmm. strategically and leveraging like anything we can get our hands on and and allowing the team to to do the same I mean you know being able to learn and grow and work together do you allow them to come up with ideas for the company oh yeah Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want them to feel like it's theirs too. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 That's amazing. I, I like that concept and that idea. Uh, so self-care uh, is this topic that has been thrown around. Uh, what's your take on it? Is it, is it important? Is it like just a way for people to be lazy or it's, is it something that you prioritize? Um, I don't think it's something for people to be lazy. I guess it depends where you are. I think self-care is really important, but I think you need to like look at it from, again, it's more things for us to like feel bad about, right? It's like, oh, I'm taking care of myself, I'm eating right, I'm only going to have this one French fry and then I'm going to feel horrible, (laughs) like things like, you know what I mean? Like, am I taking, am I working out? Did I walk 10,000 steps today? (laughs) Did I drink my water? Like, it's just like a laundry list. Um, 
I think space is important. Yes. So white space, right? So you were saying your naps and things like that. Mm -hmm. That's really important because the magic happens when you're doing something else. When you sit down to watch a movie, which I don't really watch a lot of TV, but once in a while I do. Mm -hmm. And then you see something and you're like, yes. Oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. Yeah. Um, When you're reading something, when you're going for a walk, when, when you're dancing, you know, when you're driving, space is really important. And what that looks like is different for everybody else. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's a bath, maybe it's tea, you know, maybe it is like having a salad, which I do love salads, by the way. (laughs) Um, But you know what, it's just like, uh, I, and it's, I think you just need a little space. Everybody needs a little space, even from each other, right? Like when yes, you have a partner, yeah. you're like, oh, can I just have a little space? So it's just, even you just, sometimes you just need a little space from yourself yeah. just to like, and that, you know, what it maybe looks like meditation, maybe it looks like whatever it looks like, mm-hmm. it, it's, you know, and if it doesn't get done every day, it's good. The more yeah. you do it, the better it is. Your heart feels good. Your body feels good. Walking's very good for you. But like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think we, we're all trying to get space. it right, right? We, you know, I, one day at a time. Yeah, I. That's what it is. We're yeah. just. It's just one day at a time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you have a personal mantra? Um. <laughs> I have a lot of personal mantras. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, I have quotes everywhere, everywhere. I put quotes everywhere. I look at, I listen to things. Um, I don't, I don't know if I have a personal mantra, but I tend to look at things really positive and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, what's, what's the good that's to come today? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that to me is really important. Uh, so as someone that clearly invests a lot in personal development, would you say that uh, your level of personal development, it translates into the revenue that you have in your business? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Because I've heard, I've heard, you know, different people talk about, um, you know, not being able to pass a particular mark in their business revenue wise. And then, you know, they had to do some type of work mentally or inwardly. And that led them to to overcome that. Um, do you have any stories like that that you'd like to share? Uh, yeah, I mean, mindset is really important and, mm-hmm. and how you how you see things. Um, I think one of the biggest things is that like competitive drive? I was I was very competitive when I was working at mm-hmm. the agency, and I had a very hardcore. This is how it's got to be, and um, again, just from like becoming a parent and mm-hmm. understanding that, like, in order to be a successful parent, you need space. You need yeah. to be kind to yourself. You need to get away from your kids sometimes, so that you you know you don't like lose it, and like you take mm-hmm. those breaks because. It's a lot, especially in the beginning. So in the same way, I really translate being like a parent to mm-hmm. the business. So yeah. all of those things have helped me to really escalate and grow my business. And I can tell when I'm feeling stuck in my business, it's yeah. because I'm not creating enough space to have those really genius ideas and like 
So yeah, I think that's a lot of it. And then, you know, what you say to yourself every yeah. day, yeah. You no know, mindset. Mindset is so big. Mindset is like, it's everything really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This morning I was doing a bit of spring cleaning and I found this book uh, that I, I wrote some quotes on, like, well, they were like more like affirmations mm-hmm. and like things that I wanted to accomplish in uh, in a few years from that moment, that was like three years ago. And I realized that quite a few of the things that I had on that list, they've manifested or oh, I'm wow. extremely close to them. And I'm like, wow, um, <laughs> I was laying the foundation for the experiences yeah. I'm having now. And, you know, in the moment when, when I was saying them, I, I believed it, you know, I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is going to happen. But at the same time, there was some, you know, like, is this really going to ever happen? And I eventually stopped looking at that list. And to my surprise, finding it today, I was like, wow, this is something that I really do need to get back into. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Plant more seeds, you know, lay more Mm -hmm. foundations for other great things to manifest. Absolutely. Sure. For sure. Mm -hmm. All right, Anna, um, I'd love for you to share with us uh, any tips that you'd like to share for whether it be entrepreneurial women women who are wives and mothers, uh, or just women generally, uh, anything that's on your heart to share, something to help them advance themselves uh, overall? The most important, uh, honestly, and I I guess I'm just going to stick to the same theme as like to create that space to listen to your heart. Yes. Really. I think that's the most important, really, that, that there's, and it's so hard to do sometimes. Um, I had someone say to me, you know, and I'm going to translate it, not translate it, but like, so so it resonates with everybody because mm-hmm. it, it tends to have a little bit more heaviness. But um, anxiety, um, anxiety is loud. Anxiety is, is like a, a screaming child, like a, a screamer. So when you have that like that palpitation in your heart mm-hmm. and like that's anxiety and those are your, you know, that's, that's screaming, but like direction yeah. and, you know, inspiration is a whisper. And if you're mm. not listening for it, you're, you know, you're not going to hear it. I bet you, when you wrote those quotes, you were, you know, you said in a book, you're probably sitting down. It was quiet. Yeah. You're like, this is what I want my life to be. And then, you know, and then you close the book, went off, and created that, but I, but it wasn't loud. It, it, there was no panic, yeah. right? So in moments of panic, some I lived near the beach, so mm-hmm. a lot of times what I'll do is I'll like drive to the to the beach and I'll just sit in the parking lot. And you know what's so funny? There's always about like twenty cars there, no matter how I live in a very cold area. So and sometimes it's extremely cold. Like I don't even get out of the car; it's so cold. Mm-hmm. But there's always like twenty cars there, and there's always people just looking out into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in the summer when it's when it's mm-hmm. um, hot, everybody's there. But I always find that interesting that there are always like twenty cars right mm-hmm. at the beach, just looking in the ocean and just like being like, yep. yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah so that space space is really yeah. important yeah thank you so much for sharing that and my final question to you Anna is what keeps you driven oh my goodness I um 
my family. Yes. Really, mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw them work so hard and I just want them to know that their efforts were noticed mm-hmm. and I will do everything I can to just be the best version of myself to, mm-hmm. you know, that's my, that's my thank you to them. That's my, yes. I saw, I experienced, and I don't take for granted the sacrifice and incredible hard work to give us the life that you gave us. Mm. Mm. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for sharing that opening piece about, you know, where you came from and uh, how you ended up in America, because one of the things that I'm doing now currently is to just do my best not to form any preconceived notions about anybody that I meet, because I would have never guessed that you are, you have uh, Colombian heritage or you, yeah. you had any connection to South America. I'm like, what, Colombia? <laughs> and so I, I'm just imagining people who are going to, you know, they're going to see your photo and they're going to think, okay, what is this lady coming with? Not knowing that you do have a story, Um, you know, and, and, and so I'm I'm happy you share that. I'm happy that um, you're open up to to say that it's your family, making them proud is a huge part of what keeps you going. Oh, thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Driven Woman podcast. If you've received a value from this conversation, I encourage you to share it with a friend and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews allow other driven women to benefit from the amazing conversations that we have over here. Follow the show on Instagram at Driven Woman Podcast and on Twitter at The Driven Woman Show. Until next time. Stay driven.